Welcome to the Daily Proverb Radio Podcast Show. Embracing wisdom every day. Well, hey, welcome to the Daily Proverb. We're so thankful that you're taking the time to join us today. Today we are talking about Good Friday. And I hope that you've been able to tune in this entire week as we have talked about Holy Week. And we're coming to the end of Holy Week here. And this is going to be our last podcast of the week. So we won't be with you Saturday and Sunday, but we will be right back with you on Monday. So just to let you know a few things that we're going to be talking about today. Number one, we're going to talk about why is Good Friday called Good Friday? I mean, Aaron, we know that what Jesus experienced physically was far from good. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to talk about that and why we call it Good Friday. We're going to talk about that today. But then we're also going to talk a little bit about the suffering that Christ endured. We're going to talk about as well the timing of Christ's death and the burial because that's pretty controversial. There's a lot of yays and nays on the timing and was it Friday, was it Wednesday, was it Thursday. We're going to share with you why we believe it was Friday. And then finally, we're going to discuss some of the interesting events that took place at the moment that Christ died. So I'm excited about this podcast, and it might be a little bit longer than 10 minutes, but we're going to jump right into it. So Aaron, why is Good Friday called Good Friday? It's because of the joy set before Christ, and that was this church being able to be reconciled to God. So basically, he died for our sins, cleansed us. Now we can be part of God's family again. Mm. And, stuff. and that's what makes today Good Friday. Yeah, He saw that. He knew he was going to have to die in order to go ahead and take the punishment that originally we deserved. So for each one of our own sins. So yeah. praise God that basically he basically died for our sins. And praise God he rose again from the grave. Yeah, yeah. So, so. the result of Christ's death mm. was very good. It was very good. So, yeah, that's why we call it Good Friday. And for the most part, many churches do honor Good Friday not every church has a service for Good Friday. Hey, if Providence Church had our own facility, I promise you, bro, we'd be having a Good Friday service, that's for sure. Um, but not every church has the ability to do that. But we do, as a church and as believers personally, um, celebrate this day as a good day. As a matter of fact, Aaron, you and I had an opportunity to do communion this morning. Yeah, at about 9 o'clock. We did it right at 9 o'clock, actually. Which, as we look in the scripture, that's... That's, That's a significant crucified. time, which yeah. we're going to get to here in a little bit. We're going to talk about the timing here. Before we do that, though, we're going to go in and look at some of the details of Christ's suffering. Of course, we're not going to dwell on all of the sadness and doom and gloom of Christ's death. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Jesus told us to remember his death. Exactly. So we're going to talk a little bit about the suffering. But, yeah, it was pretty neat to take communion with you this morning, Aaron. And I thought personally for me it was very powerful to do that, especially right at 9 o'clock yeah. this morning, which we didn't plan on doing that. No, it just, it just happened. <laughs> we did not plan on doing that. I mean, we just came together to do our Bible study, and we're like, what time is it? Well, I think we had came upon the passage that stated yeah. Christ had died, and we were like, "Yeah, he died at nine a.m." And like, I'm like, "What time is it?" You're like, "Dude, yeah, it's like it's one minute to nine, eight fifty nine. Yeah, eight fifty nine. That I was, was like, awesome. Wow. And then it turned to nine o'clock. I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. That was cool. We we didn't have any grape juice. We didn't have any wine, so we used pineapple juice instead. <laughs> Which I thought was orange juice. So anyhow, um, so yeah, thanks for 
sharing that on the reason why Good Friday is called Good Friday. A lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're going to talk a little bit about the suffering that Christ endured. So Aaron, what passages are we going to be reading right now as we take a look at the suffering of Christ? Okay, we'll be going ahead and reading from Matthew 27, verses 24 through 31. Okay. And uh, for, I'll be reading from the New English Translation, which is also known as the Net Bible. When Pilate saw that he could do nothing, but that instead a riot was starting, he took some water and washed his hands before the crowd and said, I am innocent of this man's blood. You take care of it yourselves. In reply, all the people said, Let his blood be upon us and upon our children. Then he released Barabbas for them. But after he had Jesus flogged, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into the governor's residence and gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe around him. And after branding a crown of thorns, they put it on his head. And they put a staff in his right hand and knelt down before him. And they mocked him, Hail the king of the Jews. Then they spat on him and took the staff and struck him repeatedly on the head. When they had mocked him, they stripped him of his robe and put his clothes back on him. And they led him away to be crucified. Wow. Man, I mean... It it doesn't get any more real than the writings of Matthew. Matthew gets pretty detailed down to not just the suffering that Christ was experiencing, but also how people were treating him. I mean, I can see the Roman soldiers on their knees mocking him. And I can see the crowd infuriated, yelling out, that's okay, let his blood be on us and our children not really knowing what they were saying. It was a blood curse on their own families. Yes, that's exactly what it was. And so just to rewind a little bit, I want to just kind of highlight some of the things that we see Jesus experiencing here. First off, it is pretty sad that Pilate felt the need to have Jesus flogged before sending him off to be crucified. I really don't get that. Um, I guess it was just maybe his way of pleasing the crowd pleasing the people but before jesus was handed over to be crucified we see in verse 26 that he was scorched he was flogged and then jesus is taken by the roman soldiers and he's not taken to a secluded place where this is happening he's taken to an open area where everyone is surrounding and watching what's going on here what's interesting is the whole roman military force is watching the whole cohort for entertainment yeah the cohort for entertainment yeah it's unbelievable They stripped him. Um, Of course, they placed a scarlet robe on him as a form of mockery. And uh, twisting a crown of thorns, they placed it on his head. And with the reed that he had in his right hand, or the rod that he had in his hand, they took that from him and beat him over the head with it. Uh, They spat on him and, uh, of course, continued to mock him and led him away from that point on to be crucified. But part that stuck out to me and what made me just burst into tears right there because i never noticed this they spat on him took um took uh, took the staff and struck him repeatedly on the head they did it more than once yeah repeatedly it's like yeah and we don't know how many times they did that i mean we we just (coughs) don't know Uh, but we do know that this was a very 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 hard time for jesus this was very painful It's about as bad as it gets. Um, So um, we're going to now um, move on from the suffering of Christ 
Um, now we're going to read, um, I know Aaron, you have a few other passages here to read. What passages do you have to read for us now? Um, it's basically 45 through 56, um, still the same chapter. Now from noon until three, darkness came over the land. And at about three o'clock, Jesus shouted in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, that is, my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? When some bystanders heard it, they said, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge and filled it with sour wine and put it on a stick and gave it to him to drink. But the rest said, Leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah will come and save him. Then Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and gave up his spirit. Just then, the temple curtain was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split apart and the tombs were opened, and the bodies of many saints who were dead were raised. They came out of the tombs after his resurrection, and went into the holy city, and appeared to many people. Now when the centurion, and those with him who were guarding Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were extremely terrified, and said, Truly, this one was the Son of God. Many women who have followed Jesus from Galilee, and given him support were also there, watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. So now we're going to move on to talk about the timing of Christ's death and burial and why we believe Jesus died on a Friday. Uh, Verse 45 that you just read, Aaron, says, Now from the sixth hour, darkness fell upon the land until the ninth hour. Now we know that the sixth hour represents noon and the ninth hour represents 3 p.m. So between noon and 3 p.m. darkness had fell over all Israel and we know that Christ died at the end of that darkness falling. Okay so Christ died at approximately 3 p.m. What we don't see in Matthew is the exact time that Christ was crucified Mm -hmm. but Mark actually gives us, Mark chapter 15, verse 25, is it? Yeah. Gives us the exact time that Christ died, which is... It was 9 o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. And this is why it's important for us to cross-reference our other Gospels and to read the other accounts. Going ahead and going with Mark real quick, it was the first Gospel written, according to what scholars say. It's the first one out of them. So probably Matthew's thinking, well, you know because Mark says it was 9 o'clock. I don't have to tell you that again. But around 12 to noon, you know, about noon to three o'clock is when these events happen. So he just tells you right there. Yeah, so the timing of Christ's death is that he died at 3 p.m. He was crucified at 9 a.m. and died at 3 p.m. And from 12 to 3 is when the darkness fell over all the land. Now, just do the timing on that. That tells us that Christ hung on the cross for at least six hours. Mm-hmm. Just basically bled to death. It's excruciating. Yeah, I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. So we're talking about the timing of Christ's death and burial. The timing is, as we just mentioned, the burial now took place between 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Because the sun in Israel sets at approximately 7 during the springtime, 7 p.m. And the new day, because the Jewish calendar calendarizes their days from sunset to sunset, which would tell us that Jesus was in the grave Friday between 3 to 7 p.m. 7 p.m. would be Saturday. 7.01, we would say, Saturday would start. But Jesus was in the grave Friday from 3 
to 7 p.m. based on our research. And we get that actually from Mark. Mark tells us that in chapter 15, as a matter of fact, if we can go there, Mark chapter 15 tells us that the burial took place right before the Sabbath. Okay, so here it is, verse 42. It was preparation day. That is the day before the Sabbath, so as evening approached. Okay, it wasn't quite evening yet. So evening would be the next day, uh, which would be Saturday. Okay, so Jesus was buried Friday. Of course, he dies at 3 p.m. The Sabbath comes at 7 p.m., so Jesus was buried between 3 and 7. Exactly. And just for more information on the ancient calendar, if you guys don't know, because back then, like, they would say, oh, if it happened within the day, it was considered part of the day. Because nowadays we go by hours and minutes and so on and so forth. So we're like, oh, it wasn't really a full day. But back then, they would just say, it's part of the day. Yeah. It is the day. So that's come they said three days. Yeah. It's because he dies on Friday. He's in the tomb Saturday. And so basically through Sunday, he's still basically resurrects. But however, he's yeah. still in the tomb. It still counts as part of that day. Exactly. Exactly. He's so, in the grave at least for a few hours on Friday. He's in the grave all Saturday, which you made reference to. The fact that Jesus being in the grave on Saturday was him observing, <laughs> yeah, him observing the Sabbath. Yeah, exactly. It, is, it never I thought never of caught it that, that way. before. Yeah, yeah, but he, he rested. He was. He, I mean, it was eternal rest. Yeah, sure, but yeah, yeah, you he, know, it's like oh, yeah, interesting. He, he rested on the Sabbath the entire day, and then partially on Sunday, he's in the grave, rising. Mm-hmm. You know, at some point in the morning, again to life. Yeah, mm-hmm. early in the morning, obviously, because early the people, troops were yeah. guarding him, and then. He resurrects us, obviously, during the dark hour still. Yeah. So. so not only does Matthew tell us that, because some people do argue that Jesus died on a Wednesday or died on a Thursday. We believe Jesus died on Friday because the other Gospels account to that. Matthew talks about Christ being taken from the cross on, in verse chapter 15, verse 42. And Luke chapter 23 talks about Jesus being taken from the cross and buried the day before the Sabbath. I believe it's verses 50 through 54. Um, so we see the other Gospels affirming that Christ did die on a Friday and um, and affirming, quite honestly, the exact times uh, that this happened. Um, finally, we're going to talk about some of the interesting events that took place right at the moment that Christ died. Well, one, we see that, of course, yeah, Jesus dies, but yet the earth began to shake. So there was a great earthquake. Yeah, there was an earthquake. And the next thing you know, the curtain in the temple rips apart, which is between the Holy of Holies and the priest, you know, running outside the Holy of Holies. That thing Talk splits. about the significance of that. What it's basically saying is there's no separation now between us and God. Because the veil separated yeah, us. Us from the holy place. From the holy place. The veil being torn in two now allows us access to to the Holy of Holies. Exactly. We can come straight to God himself. And we can approach the throne of grace with confidence now because Christ died. Exactly. For our sins. So powerful. So powerful. So we see that happening. What happens next? And then the weird one that only Matthew mentions that the tombs were opened of the saints and they rose from the dead. And the even more creepier part is they came out of their tombs after his resurrection. It's so incredible. So, I mean, based on the reading there, we could say that, okay, so we know that the tombs were opened right at the moment that Christ died, um, which maybe the earthquake had something to do with that. 
Maybe. Would you say the earthquake could have shook the ground, mm-hmm. opened up the tombs of the of of others, specifically the saints of the saints? Mm-hmm. But Mark, I mean Matthew, says that they didn't actually go out and start visiting the city until after the resurrection. So I'm assuming, oh. bro, that the tombs opened and they're just opened, or maybe, and then. Or- you know, Friday, Saturday comes. It's the day of Sabbath, so nobody should be doing anything on the Sabbath. So they just sit there in their tombs. And <laughs> so, so they're just laying there in their tombs, you know, and maybe not even resurrected, though. Maybe. They're just, oh, tombs are just open. They're still dead, but the tombs are opened because of the death. Then Jesus rises from the dead, and the Bible says after Jesus rose from the dead, then they go out. Then they all rose, yeah, and then Nixon went into the city. And what's even more trippy is if you think about it, like what I was just thinking here, like, you know, um, they were outside of the city. They didn't go inside of it yet. If they were tombed, they'd probably been sitting out in the country or something if they were raised, you know, before then and stuff. And maybe they went to a certain location where all the saints gathered together. And then, like, maybe it's something that Jesus and them only knew. Because, you know, because it says Jesus is supposed to be descended and help, did the proclamation to, you know, all the fallen ones there that basically their time is coming and stuff. Yes. Then he takes the saints out and they're raised. Yeah. Which you can know. be found in what, what passage can that be found in case anybody Um, That was in First Peter chapter 2, if yeah, I'm correct. First Peter. Was where okay. he mentions that. Okay. And you, um, so, I mean, this is amazing to think that these saints rise from the dead after Christ's death and resurrection and they come out and appear to many people within the city. Aaron, who does that include? Is there any special individuals that that includes? Are we talking about all saints throughout entire history that were buried in that area? Like I said, I can't fully determine that, but I will say this. An Arthur I know, his name's Brian Gandala, he has this book, it's called, um, let me try to remember the uh, Jesus Triumphant. Okay. Now, granted, there's two different versions. There's one that's more written for adults, and then mm-hmm. there's one written for like teens, which is called the Young Adults Edition. Which I would say Young Adults Edition for those who are a little like can handle some of the content because it, it, it can get graphic. I've listened yeah. to the original; it can get graphic with its content. Really? I'm like, whoa, because he depicts evil as it really would be, hmm. just completely evil. Hmm. You know what I mean? But he has fun with the idea of the saints resurrecting, and basically he says like Moses, David go into the city of Jerusalem, and they start proclaiming Jesus. And of course, nobody believes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but there's. Well, I, I guess my my question would be: Was Moses and David buried near the city of Jerusalem? Well, with da- with David, he would have been buried in Jerusalem. Yeah. So far, from what I know, a lot of a lot of Jews would say he was. So David could. I mean, it's David? just crazy to think about, man. <laughs> I mean, we're 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 just kind of going on the edge here a little bit, but that that is just kind of cool and crazy to think that David would have rose from the dead after Christ's resurrection. And hung out in the city. I, I would imagine, though, who is it that he would really hang out with? All of his family's gone. Oh, unless you know, well, I mean, well, you see, if they're all believers in God, then they would have rose too. So it's just like, hey guys, how you doing? Doing all right. Uh, yeah, doing I guess great. they would have kind of like <laughs> got together and said, "Man, this is crazy. Like we're alive." I, I would imagine they probably would have hung out with each other more than anybody. But we're talking thousands of years later. Maybe that's what they did. We're talking hundreds of years later. You know, these guys coming out of the tombs and you know it's like it's that's kind of like if i died and you died and then you and i rise again hundreds of years later (laughs) dude it's like back to the future man we're we're gonna be in like you know it's like a time machine we're like what is going on like what 
I don't know anybody. Like, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't know anyone. You're just like, hey, Bill. Hey, Joe. How yeah. Are you? Doing okay. And, and the thing, too, is nobody would know who they are because there were no photos. There were no, like, they, they <laughs> exactly. wouldn't be like, hey, that's David. No one knew what David really looked like at that point. Exactly, yeah. He'd been, he's just like, he's just basically part of our history. And next thing you know, here comes David. Yeah. Jesus just rose from the dead. He's, he's the one I wrote about in Psalm 22. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you. It's yeah, that's crazy. It's super crazy, man. Um, so... Anyhow, guys, that is our edition of episode five. And we're so thankful that you joined us today. And we want to encourage you, Monday, we've got a special edition. Monday, we're doing an episode on the Shroud. If you do not know what the Shroud is, stay tuned. We're going to talk about it on Monday. It's a very interesting topic. little controversy surrounding it, but it's worth talking about because this piece of cloth could very well be a ancient fabric graph of Jesus and we'll explain that on Monday I mean I want to know what he looks like don't you Aaron it'd be pretty cool it'd be pretty cool thank you guys so much for tuning into the daily proverb we love you have a fantastic week Aaron final words on our good Friday episode be glad be happy proclaim the king Amen. Hey, get in a church this Sunday. Find a church that you can attend this Sunday to hear the resurrection message. And we encourage you to worship the Almighty. And also, hey, if you are bedridden and you're stuck, hey, go ahead and, like, we're going to put out a sermon that was preached from us a while back. We're going to go ahead and put the link in on our website yeah. where you can listen to that that way you can join in the celebration if you're bedridden if you're not able to make it to a church that's true listen that's true to, there might be some people that can't if you make can it. make it to a church get in there yes celebrate yes. <laughs> get in a church sunday and celebrate guys if not we'll have that link available to you and uh we'll also have a link of some bible passages that you can read about the resurrection on sunday hey god bless you guys thanks for joining us on the daily proverb we'll see you next week bye-bye <laughs> bye god bless